Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. This time, Pardes is bringing Pesach to you. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Michael Hatton in Alon Shvut, Israel. Last time we spoke about the birth of Moshe. Moshe will continue his career. Eventually, he will be given the mission to free the people and he will return to Egypt with Aharon, his brother, and the elders as God's emissaries to Pharaoh in order to convince the king to let the Israelites go. But that will not be before a series of plagues have rained down on Egypt and upon the Pharaoh. And today we will consider the patterning in the plagues. The plagues begin... In chapter 7 of Exodus, Sefer Shmot, God tells Moshe, Pharaoh's heart is heavy. He refuses to let the people go. Verse number 15, Lech el paro baboker hine yotze hamaima. Go to Pharaoh in the morning. Behold, he is going out to the Nile. And this particular phrase, go to Pharaoh in the morning, is one which will repeat itself in plague number four, and once again in plague number seven. This basically highlights a fundamental patterning within the plagues, that they are divided up into groups of three. The first three plagues, Dam, Tzfardea, and Kinim, blood, frogs, and lice, constitute a unit. The second three plagues, Arov, Dever, and Shechin, a mixture of noxious insects or creatures, pestilence and boils are a second unit. And the third group of plagues, Barad, Arbe, and Choshech, hail, locusts, and darkness are a third unit. The final plague, the striking down of the firstborn, Makat Bechorot is in a class by itself. So basically what that means is we divide the ten plagues into four groups, three groups of three, and the final plague which stands alone. This was already understood back in the time of the Mishnah. One of the things that we say at the Seder when we remember the plagues Rabbi Yehuda hayanoten bahem simanim. Rabbi Yehuda created a memory aid to help us remember the plagues in order. Ditzach adash be'achav, where he basically divides the plagues into units of three: dam tzvardei kinim, arov dever shechin, barad arbe choshech, and bechorot, the striking of the firstborn at the end. So we're going to be considering how the patterning expresses itself. First of all, we note that each plague in the series has a particular introduction. So the first plague in the series is introduced with God telling Moshe to visit Pharaoh, encounter him in the morning. This is true of the plague of blood. It's true of the plague of mixture of Arov, and it's true of the plague of hail. The second plague in this series 
is always introduced with the same phrase as well. Bo el paro, go to Pharaoh or come to Pharaoh. That is true of the plague of frogs, number two, the plague of pestilence, number five, and the plague of locusts, number eight. The third plague in this series, which is to say lice, boils, and darkness, is a plague which is introduced without a warning, which is to say the plague simply happens. Pharaoh has no warning beforehand. And that actually is the most prominent textual expression of patterning in the plagues. So three, six, and nine, or the final plague in each series, always occurs without a warning given to Pharaoh, which basically indicates to us that the plagues are in fact being broken up into three units of three. We notice, of course, other features of the pattern, which is to say the first three plagues basically strike either the water or the earth. That's true of the blood and the frogs, which strike the Nile or emerge from it. And it's true of the lice, which is propagated by the afar, by the dust. The final three plagues, hail, locusts, and darkness, all pertain to the sky. The hail falls from the sky, the locusts are borne by the wind, and the darkness obscures the sun. The middle series, Arov, Dever, and Shechin, the mixture, the pestilence, and the boils, basically affect either the people or the animals that are intermediate between the earth and the water below and the sky above. Another pattern that we notice is concerning the initiator of the plague. The first three plagues are unleashed by Aharon. The final three plagues before the striking of the firstborn are unleashed by Moshe. And the middle three plagues, the middle series, is ascribed to God without a human initiator being singled out. We notice as well that as the plagues progress, the timing of the plagues becomes more and more precise. So the first plagues start when they start, without much of a warning. By the second series, plague number four, Pharaoh was told that it will take place tomorrow. Plague number five says a specific time tomorrow. Plague number seven says at this time tomorrow. And plague number 10 is, of course, at the stroke of midnight. As the plagues progress, Pharaoh's magicians, the Khartoumim, are less and less capable of duplicating the plague or preserving themselves from harm. So they handily duplicate the first two plagues, blood and frogs. By the third plague, they are no longer able to create lice. Four and five leaves them silent. By plague number six, they too are stricken. And by plague number eight, they are actually pleading with Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. As the power of the Khartoumim decreases, the power of Moshe increases, and Pharaoh's heart becomes harder and harder. So whereas for the first five plagues, and this sort of breaks the mold of the three, 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 and one, the first five plagues, Pharaoh's heart 
is hardened by himself, and in the final five plagues, Pharaoh's heart is hardened by God. In essence, we might say, if we put all of the data together, that the purpose of the plagues is to indicate some fundamental truths about God's absolute control of the forces of nature, number one, such that he can control not only the plague, but when the plague strikes and who the plague strikes. In fact, it's not until the fourth plague that a distinction is mentioned with respect to the target of the plague. There will be a distinction between the people of Israel and the Egyptians, and that distinction will basically continue through the rest of the plagues, including the 10th, which will be a distinction among the Egyptians themselves. Only the firstborn will be struck. So God emerges as transcendent and absolute, in complete control of the forces of nature, omniscient and aware of human activity, able to distinguish between human beings and particular times, the control, of course, increasing as a function of the mastery of nature, and most importantly, a God who is concerned with the downtrodden and the oppressed. In summary, we might say that the patterning in the plagues indicates that they are intended fundamentally not as punishment, even though they do have a punitive element, but fundamentally the plagues are intended as pedagogic, i.e. an opportunity for the Egyptians and for the Israelites as well to learn about God and his interaction in the world and to, of course, be held accountable for the decisions that they ultimately will make as free human beings given the unique gift of the power of choice. Thank you. Thank you to our Pardes faculty. And a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning. And visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.